we're going to undermine the credibility of your business because you haven't got fresh capital. And what it takes to get fresh capital is to get an organ of state to say, yes, we don't mind having our investment diluted or we'd like to be part of the capital raising effort. So perhaps producers, uh, Abel Sitole, let's see if we can get hold of him, see if we can get any sort of progress on the story. The Money Show. The Markets. Well, it was good to see on the day that there is it is possible for the JSC to go up as well as down. Last week was down. Today we had a rare up day. We'll celebrate up days any day of the week. Merrill Pick, Portfolio Manager at Old Mutual Investment Group. Big dynamics in our market today, of course. Platinum shares rebounding strongly. We also had a really good day amongst the, the banking shares. Yes, good evening, Bruce, and good evening to your listeners. Um, watching the JSE can give you whiplash um, at this point in time. <laughs> um, and um, what seems to be, you know, we can speculate as to what the reasons are that drive the market on any particular day. I prefer to look at, at the overall trend um, and where things are headed. So, you know, last week there was a lot of concern about countries starting to lock down again. Delta variant, you know, starting to spread. Um, some studies emerging or data emerging that the vaccines wear off at some point in time. Um, I think what is key to keep in mind is that the COVID roadmap on a longer term horizon, we, we surely cannot stay in the status quo forever. Vaccines have um, been, been developed, booster shots are being developed. Um, herd immunity we are slowly inching towards. Um, and, you know, we've, I looked at data again this morning. Since the 1900s, we've not had a pandemic that has lasted for more than three years. And this one is on the go for 12 months and uh, 12, one year and nine months. So we are somewhere at least 12 months away, um, I would say, from seeing the end of it. Well, we hope so. Uh, we certainly hope so. But I mean, does your your sense of the volatility, are you able to ignore this volatility, able to ignore the noise, able to ignore the discomfort that it brings uh, and simply focus on the potential upside that you see in segments of the market? Yes, I think one has to. If you are a long-term investor, you have to do that. Um, and the down days just give you an opportunity to pick up shares that are um, undervalued. Um, you know, and the fascinating thing is that companies on the ground um, are still seeing opportunities. So if you take this ShopRite and MassMart um, proposed M&A um, where, um, you know, MassMart is simplifying their portfolio and they'll get a cash injection, um, ShopRite is um, consolidating some of their market share in the in the value space in food retail. Um, in the midst of, you know, a month ago, we had riots, we had unrest, we had a lot of concerned business confidence, etc. But South African companies are resilient in getting on with it. You know, we happen to hold both of these counters in, um, in our funds. Um, and quite pleased um, that they are still able to suit both of their, their respective strategies and um, make moves like this that add value to shareholders. 
It was so interesting last week, as you mentioned, 1.36 billion rand deal between MassMart and ShopRite. ShopRite will buy the fresh foods businesses of MassMart that it hasn't managed to get right. And then today, ShopRite announcing uh, last year it was a bit of a shock for for many that it was withdrawing from Nigeria, which had all Mm -hmm. of the promise of a great retail future. Today, perhaps less surprising, Madagascar and Uganda on the cut list. Yes. Yeah, so we've... uh been engaging with ShopRite's management team for some time and noticed certainly an increased focus on returns. So a positive theme for this um, company is an increased focus actually on return on, on investments, which um, they've flagged several months ago, maybe a year ago, that they would have to start taking some tough decisions on the non-South African um, jurisdictions in the rest of Africa. Because at the end of the day, they are investing um, shareholder money and we need a certain level of commensurate return for the risk that's been taken. Um, so it is actually encouraging to see some difficult capital allocations being um, decisions being taken and they are reinvesting that money um, into South Africa to a large degree and in, in, spare, in experimenting with innovation. I mean, also last week um, they, they announced kind of a pilot just for staff store at the moment. It's very similar to the Amazon Go store in the States with um, um, checkoutless or, or contactless checkout. You know, so um, they've had these adventures in Africa that haven't all worked out um, and they are now taking the tough decisions to say, where can we make put that capital to work better? And we see that as a, a long-term theme for the company, better quality management decisions in capital allocation. Okay, yeah, interesting views on ShopRite this evening. Uh, another big announcement, I mean, Zyda Rylands has been part of the Woolworths Furniture for an awfully long time. Announcement that yes. she'll be stepping down from the company in about two or three years' time, that she's going to be coming off the board, uh, that the role of Chief Executive of Woolworths South Africa will no longer exist. Of course, the group CEO is based in South Africa anyway. What is what is this telling you about the future structure of Woolworths, which has got you know, problematic business? businesses in Australia and a glorious food business in South Africa. Mm. Mm. Yes, I mean, Zyda has got an immense wealth of experience within the food business and used to run it for a long time. Um, and really that particular business just never seems to put the foot wrong. It's had now more than a decade of um, almost bulletproof um, performance. I'm sure they're knocking wood if they're listening what I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> what I, I don't, I, I see this more as a, as a reflection of the overall direction of the group under Roy. Um, um, Roy Bagatini, the new chief executive. Yes. We, we, we yet to meet him and, uh, and, and get to know him, but yes. he's, he's clearly doing things in the background. He's coming from Levi, um, from the Levi group. And um, even the Australian structure was simplified because there was a head of Australia, then a head of David Jones, a head of Country Road. There was a lot of, post that David Jones acquisition, a lot of layers creeping into management, which all comes with cost. Um, And they've been flagging for a while that South African business um, probably needs to be uh, shrunken in terms of the number of stores and, and the amount of space that can be profitable. So now, if you are similar to what Edcon started to do, not that extreme, but if you're starting to shrink your, your store base and rationalize space, you then do need to look at your overall cost structure. So this decision, um, you know, and put into that context, you can see how it, it, it makes sense. 
um, looking at overall cost structure, looking at um, Roy's span of control and what he feels comfortable with managing directly. Does he really need that middle layer between him and the head of clothing and the head of food? Mm. So um, I actually see it as a, as a positive step where Roy can get a bit closer to, to the detail. Uh, and then Bidvest trading update, I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised with the big jump in performance considering where we were this time last year. Yeah, so I see that as part of the COVID recovery roadmap um, panning out um, after you know hard lockdowns in the UK and um, in South Africa impacting on, on results. Um, and Bidvest weathered this quite well. Um, they've had a strong balance sheet historically, but they came into it with a bit of debt from... Um, the UK acquisition um, of hygiene businesses acquired there, but they've weathered that quite quite well. And um, you know, I think they're on they're back on the path to starting to deliver very um, reliable results. Reliable is important. Uh, absolutely, reliability is important. Is Marion Roberts becoming a bit more reliable with all of its um, mining activities that it's involved in? I would hesitate to put reliable and mining activity in the same sentence. <laughs> um, however, they are at least diversifying, you know, away from single commodity because they were quite over-indexed to LNG at one point. Um, but, you know, they've converted their traps from a highly cyclical uh, construction company to a perhaps somewhat less cyclical, um, you know, longer-term contracts uh, servicing some of these um, um, commodity producers, but still, you know, I would expect it to remain volatile. Uh, earlier on, you were saying down days provide opportunities for buyers to come in and, and, and achieve better prices for assets. Are we getting close to that point for NUSPAPs? Um, it's been mirroring the decline, uh, as we've seen in Tencent, almost perfectly, down about 40% from the peak and down again today. If you'd been doubling down every time the, the share price of NUSPAPs had, had fallen, you would have spent an awful lot of money. Uh, I'm wondering if that time, obviously it's getting close. Uh, but if that time is near? It is getting closer. Um, we remain somewhat circumspect, so it has gotten cheaper. At the same time, some of the facts have changed. So the regulatory environment in China has intensified, which, um, you know, we still need to see where the dust actually settles and how this new regulation will affect Tencent, which is really the, the core and the cash cow of the master's holdings, how do these new regulations affect the business model? You know, tech as a whole globally has attracted a lot of attention for monopolistic behavior, um, but really the whole that is the whole business model, <laughs> is to create an ecosystem, um, you know, where that is dominant and um, feeds off itself. So by bringing antitrust, um, and and requiring an opening up of some of those networks to competitors, um, it does seem like the direction of travel is towards lower profitability. The question will be whether the, the growth is then still strong enough to to offset that, and you know that it doesn't matter. So there are a few tailwinds. Um, probably the other one is the rotation from growth stocks into value stocks. Um, coming out of the COVID crash. And Tencent had a phenomenal year last year because 
everything digital and everything online and everything gaming, you know, there was, that was the lockdown trade. So there are a few things that are um, pointing in the dar- wrong direction for now, but we are certainly looking with keen interest as it gets cheaper. Thank you, Meryl Peck, the Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking, offering world-class foreign exchange.